Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey all, for this and some other episodes, if you want to see the unedited video of the Zoom call, go to patreon.com slash philosophy improv. It's entirely free to watch. We just want you to visit. This is Philosophy versus Improv, where two sages try to teach each other a thing or two, and maybe you, the audience, get something out of it as well. We're back with a no-guest episode. I'm Mark Linsenmeyer, your your philosophy caretaker today. Okay. Uh, and this is Bill Arnett, your improv docent, we'll say, as we travel the museum. Okay. I think I've only ever heard that <laughs> word from you. I don't docent? know that I know any docents in real life. What is a who is a real life docent? Who who a do you emulate as a docent? Be, let's say you had a historic home, and there certainly are tour guides. Mm-hmm. But then let's say you wanted to rent that historic home for some event or something. The docent would be the representative of the historic home, and they certainly know where the bathroom is and know where the and probably know some history too. But I think it's almost like a junior caretaker. All right. I, I'm very curious. I mean, we have the power of the internet at our fingertips. Why no, aren't no, we, we Googling? Don't. We don't. <laughs> in in so improv scenes, knowledge. do you stop? <laughs> Is it part of the, the improv? Can the character, wait a second, let me Google something. And maybe they pretend as in character that they're Googling something else. But really, they're Googling to try to figure out the next thing that they should say in the scene. You know, I mean, the world we're living in, I think... You know, cell phones are becoming a part of everyday world to the point that you can be having a conversation with somebody and it's socially kind of acceptable to just glance at your phone and make sure you don't have any message. You know, it's almost like and if someone did have a message like, oh, I'm sorry, let me just grab this. You know, that's that's socially acceptable, you know. All right. Well, just a second. I'm just going to see if I have. That's fine. I'm not going to kick. Oh, I have a I have a recording coming up with Bill. That's what my alert said. Right. This, this, it's alerting yeah. me that to what I'm doing right now, right now. it's saying, focus, don't look at your goddamn phone, get back to the call <laughs> that I just warned you about as phone. And you shouldn't have had to look at me to have known to focus. It said all, all that. I, I, I'm, I feel like not enough information is coming at us through the digital stream. We have to add more through implication. So when I get a little beep, 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 I don't just take those as little bits and bites. I take those okay. as challenges as essays as uh, okay, well, uh yes a, a, a peon a pian perhaps <laughs> well, <laughs> you'd, be ha- you'd be happy to know that i have after having been on the show for a while and having had discussions and met some fabulous guests dug a little bit into some philosophy things whoa and and i have i have i have a scenario what do they call the uh, a, a hypothetical what i don't know what they call a it thought experiment thought. A thought experiment. Well, tell me what it and, is. And, uh, well, that's just it. I mean, you might shoot it down immediately. So, well, that's actually somebody already did that or, or any answer in between. But it's kind of similar to that thought experiment that I read somewhere about if you see a drowning person and don't do anything, you're a terrible person. But then <laughs> that, that was- there are people drowning in debt, people drowning mm-hmm. in hunger all around us, and we don't do any, we do very little around that. But because... It didn't interfere with our day. We don't. The whole notion that we're all made pretty immoral. I forgot who said sure. that. And I probably got it wrong. But there was someone somewhat recently who they had a, a thought experiment about that. You see somebody drowning on the way to work in, the, in a pond in, the, in Central Park. So, of course, you save them. Okay, this is someone else's thought experiment. <laughs> so Peter Singer is a famous utilitarian who I talked to on the okay. Parsons Examine Life. And we actually did okay. talk about this drowning boy thing i think the idea was that yes of course you would do this you would save yeah. a person in, but for an equal amount of effort says singer you could you know sac- so you're sacrificing say your good shoes that yeah. are going to get ruined by saving this person and, and you don't think anything of it you know how much money is that a few 40 yeah, 40 dollars okay they're yeah. they're on sale so wouldn't you just then want to spend $40, every $40 that you have to save uh, somebody in some foreign country? And so it was about how we are irrational yeah. in what we consider 
worth doing morally because we don't pay attention to the equal harms that we are doing by letting situations persist that we could. Yeah. With appropriate knowledge rectify. And of course we don't always have the appropriate knowledge, but now the internet we kind of do. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's not that right, here's hard. my thought. experiment. Here's my thought experiment. You, you got a call from your doctor after a checkup. I'm like, Mark, everything is just fine. In fact, everything is more than fine. We and anyone listening, you don't have to be Mark. You can just put yourself in, in, in Mark's position here. Uh, so, so, listener, you get a call from the doctor after a checkup. Like, not only is everything fine, everything's more than fine. We've been doing some, we did a, an advanced blood test and we found a protein in your blood that is unique. And we believe this protein could cure of, uh, you know, p- p- pick your favorite horrible, debilitating disease. You know, let's say I've got heart disease in my family. So let's say it can actually reverse arterial sclerosis. This thing could save mega lives. Now, it could take years to figure out how to engineer it. It's a very complex protein. But if we could just draw your blood, just whatever the regular blood draw is, a pint a month or whatever the Mm -hmm, Red Cross mm -hmm. guidelines are, we could start saving lives tomorrow. Here's my question for you. It is your blood. Technically, mm-hmm. we can't just take it from you. What would you charge for, for a pint of blood a month? Uh, I'm not sure why, as a DMV employee, you're asking me. I mean, <laughs> I, I thought usually they just ask, do you want to sign the organ donor? Yeah. And I'm, I'm fine with that. But a pint of blood mm-hmm. per per month. Per month, yeah. I would just say that, you know, if clearly people's lives are going to be saved... You know, you don't have to pay me anything. You should pay maybe those yeah. people whose lives would be saved if they don't have enough. We'll give you an OJ and a muffin. Just a standard blood donation. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I think I think and people I've asked to, that's generally it. If this thing is going to save a lot of lives, you can have it for free. All right. Now let's rethink. Okay. The doctor doesn't. You know what? We got it wrong. It's not going to cure heart disease. It's. You know, people with tennis elbow, it could really, really help people with mild to moderate uh, uh, joint conditions. Now, what do you want to get paid for it? Well, Bill, I'm not sure why you're asking this as a uh, as a as a checkout clerk at the Osco. I thought I thought that I was just going to buy my uh, mm-hmm. my my band aids and my 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 diapers that i got for i got a i got a kid at home i mean I, is the I unexamined use, life even worth living customer i could use some help buying these pampers so i think people with tennis elbow are probably pretty well to do i don't pay tennis i mean i pay my taxes but i i don't i don't play tennis that's above and beyond that's crazy that's like for the people of leisure so i definitely would want some dough to help the tennis elbow people. so there's an inverse relationship between how helpful your blood is and how much money you want from it. And the less helpful it is, the more you're going to want to get paid for your inconvenience and your blood. I mean, you're going to be down a pint for, for a couple of days. All right. So that, that, that's the baseline. And I think, I think that's, well, well let I me think, ask you, Bill. Okay. I, I've got some friends. They're very wealthy, very, very wealthy vampires. Mm-hmm. And they really like, uh, Arnett blood. There's something special about Arnett blood. I got a sweet tooth. It's probably real <laughs> how, tasty. How, they don't want to kill you. I mean, they might, you know, if you completely deny them, they might track you down in your bed and, and rip your throat open. But probably they would much rather have it in manageable doses that will keep you alive, keep you happy. They mm-hmm. don't even want to, you know, they might ins- nor- under normal circumstances, they might like ensorcel you and make you their uh, their their servant, and then you willingly their, feed their them. Rinfield. But that's yeah. just so it's just so time consuming to manage followers like that, and they really don't. They're not in that business anymore. They're they're tired of this. How much would you like to get paid? They really have a lot of money, a lot of investments from centuries that are built up. Uh, how mm-hmm. much would you like to be paid for your delicious blood to go to these wealthy wealthy vampires? Well, I. I worry about what the vampires would do with the rest of their time. Are they going around 
murdering people, you know, are they, am I helping out villains? You know, uh, uh, I mean, I like the idea that maybe if I give them my blood willingly for cash, it will, you know, sate their hunger and perhaps leave other people alone. Uh, and, and in that regard, uh, you know, they can cover my cell phone bill. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. <laughs> I could, we, we can come up with a number, uh, uh, but I don't know. I, I, do I, do I want to milk them? Do I want to really bilk some, some, some change out of them if it means that they'll go elsewhere and actually maybe attack people and, you know. I mean, your blood is really good. It, it does. It's so rich. You must have such a good diet, such good genes that yeah. they about – 10 people otherwise they might have to attack and suck okay. from so you definitely be saving some suffering from other people but i i'm curious about this whole oh what would they do with the rest of the time would they be going around killing people if they they kill to eat are you some kind of anti-vampire racist do you think that just because <laughs> somebody might when they're really hungry bite your neck and kill you that they just are malevolent they get no joy out of terrorizing the population of the village at the base of the castle. I mean, they, they do just get, do, it they do get a lot of joy out of that, but it's not, <laughs> it's more just like, I love blood. Mm! And I guess the, the tears and the fear makes it a little richer, but somehow I guess maybe that is the thing with your blood is you're such a depressing, such a tearful person that you that just <laughs> packs it in there and so they don't need the ordinary suffering that that you have the weight of 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 the arnet on your shoulders well if they truly are well to do i think i should probably get compensated to like i don't know 80 grand a year 100 grand a year i, I should be able to live comfortably off giving them my blood a life for a life do you think you maybe <laughs> want to consult with your wife whether 80 grand a year is enough Spending money. I mean, maybe maybe well, she, she doesn't want to have to work enough. either. Well, then two hundred grand. I mean, let's. I mean, okay, let's okay. I mean, you might want to ask your kids if they want to go to substandard schools. Well, that now we're getting onto the whole like, do you do more damage to your kids by giving them a ton of money than, than you than you help? But that's all other topic. Yes, I would take the money. I would take some quantity of money that I deem fair based on their means. And the good I hope it could do. So the next part of the thought that was we're still preamble, Mark. We haven't even gotten to the thing yet. This is normal what philosophy what is, pacing. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I've learned a lot. I've learned all the tricks. So we've established that there is some inverse relationship between what my effort is worth, depending on how much good it does. And and if I do if it does a lot of good, I'm willing to put in a lot of effort. But if it doesn't do a lot of good, well then you're gonna you gotta make it worth my while. All right. To an extent, though, because if it the way that you were putting it is it is just a normal amount of blood, a pint, whereas <laughs> yeah. if it's like, oh, but there are more vampires, they're willing to get, you know, there are more or let's not make the vampires, you know, there are more people with this disease. They're yeah. going to die. Wouldn't you like, you know, give three Drain times myself? three times the amount, not to death, but like to to serious sickness. <laughs> is is that worth it for you to do the good, all that good? Or would you at least want to be well, more better compensated? Under a doctor's advisement, I would take definitely under doctor's advisement. If they got to do two pints, you know, and, and they will know what, what, how long it's take for blood to regenerate. You know, what, we, we'd get a whole schedule out here. And hopefully once you get that first batch done, then you only have to worry about people who, who are newly diagnosed. Once you've got all the current diagnosed, you know. I'm kind of working around the experiment. I, I, I acknowledge that I'm trying to think of, well, that's, that's simply not how it would work, is it? They would. <laughs> I think also what makes you generate, regenerate your blood faster, like really any stimulant. So like cocaine, yeah. I think you get your blood back faster. So, so part of this deal is you would get, you'd have to become, the, that's going to start user. getting more expensive. That's going to, yeah, well, that's, that's not my, that would also I, make your blood even richer because you would pass on those, those benefits, those cocaine benefits to your I'm all recipients. about depressants. I'm all mm -hmm. about yeah, the, the downers. The, 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 the handful of times I've had morphine in the hospital or something under doctor's supervision. It's like, I get it. I get it. And this is just, this isn't even the good stuff. You know what I'm saying? It's like, man, 
This is great. <laughs> well, you're in luck because downers, by depressing your brain, your brain normally, if you're thinking a lot, you're using yes. up a lot of blood. But if you slow it down, all that all right, blood now we're talking. is available I can be a junkie. for other I can be a uses. You have extra blood and you generate it extra fast if you are if you just like, okay. you know, put a tourniquet around your, your hands so you're not using your hands anymore. And just anything that will slow down and make parts of you numb. Well, I would like to think that everybody in the world, because this would certainly be in the newspapers, while they would be honored by my ultimate sacrifice, they would also understand if I'm like, I'm going to, I'm okay pushing this a little bit beyond medical wisdom, but I, I really don't want to endanger myself. And I think people would understand. All right. Well, I'm going to start tweeting. Bill was willing to give a lot of blood until he found out trans people might receive it. And then he shut it down. When, that's when, how I interpret what you just said. That's preposterous. That's preposterous. All right. So phase, phase, okay. phase two. Phase two. We, we, we've established that there's, again, with little to no scientific research, asking my friends over beers. That's 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 the extent of my of my data set. That there is an inverse relationship between how helpful my work is and how much I want to get paid for it. Now we get into the self-help world mm. and the Tony Robbinses and and the the life coaches and all that stuff can get amazingly expensive very quickly. Yeah, there's a book, but if you really want the good stuff, you got to go on the retreat. And once you go on the tr- retreat, you learn about the fellowship. And if you want to join the 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 Better Yourself Fellowship, well, there's also a, a multi-level marketing sales aspect to it. You know, it's like suddenly these things get very, very expensive, yet people are willing to pay it. So by using the inverse proportionality, the Arnett principle, can we then say that any self-help thing, the more it charges, the less effective it is. And that free self-help is actually the best self-help no, well, <laughs> or, or moderately priced self-help is actually more effective. I think we were, we were starting to say, I guess the ambiguity here is, are we asking about market rates or are we asking about <laughs> sort of the morally correct choice? Because well, cl- yeah. clearly drug companies don't charge. They, Oh, our drug is helping a lot of people. Let's charge less. No, they say, <laughs> We are necessary. We have cornered a market. We will charge as much as we can possibly get away with. <laughs> yes, morality and drug companies. Maybe the only time that's <laughs> appeared in the same sentence. Just <laughs> FYI. <laughs> so, yeah, you're talking about a, a whereas originally you were saying, what would you as the moral individual be willing to yeah. to uh, to accept for your blood, knowing that it's for various purposes? I do. I, I like to take advantage of that because I tell people that their blood is for a good cause and then I don't have to pay them for it. And then I just I just kind of I use it for like haunted houses. I use it for mm-hmm. cosplay. I th- I mm-hmm. like to have real blood for those things. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. don't you think it's just more realistic to have real blood? Well, you know, reality, Mark, some would say it's all a projection of your mind and that you can actually manifest a reality how cool is that how, how amazing is that i Why feel like i'm willing to pay a lot for that to hear more to of determine that. your own reality yeah well there's a lot of levels there's a lot of, we'll start there's a lot of levels and i wish just a, a workbook would do it i wish we could unlock the secrets with just a work could i start with a workbook at least well, we can definitely start with the workbook, but then there's probably going to it, it would requ- the knowledge would require you to participate in some activities. It just it just can't get across. It just can't get across. Why, why don't you. I just why don't I why don't let's just go through the yeah. first couple pages of the workbook together. Sure. How about that? Sure. Yeah. All right. So this is and a, you're not allowed to have a bathroom break once you start. Oh. Okay. Okay. I can live with that. Okay. All right. So, do you want to be a whole new you? Yes, I'm, I'm, uh, we're starting off easy, starting off easy. Do you want to develop better self-esteem? I mean, I'm kind of arrogant, so I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. Though I think self-esteem. Yes. All right. Mm -hmm. Uh, What is arrogance, but a projection of the esteem you wish you had? I feel better about my arrogance already. All right. This is really helping. Well, arrogance is something that people tell you. 
you are arrogant. You are, you know, I don't think anyone ever says to, of themselves they are arrogant. Do you think lay awake at night thinking I'm so arrogant? I mean, I I lay awake at night thinking so many things. Let's get back to the workbook. We've okay, got, we right. got a lot to do here. Clearly, we've uncovered some things. We've do uncovered some Do you feel like you have some unlocked potential or some some locked potential? Some locked potential. I almost... I think I feel like I have some locked and some unlocked and some of those that has a lock. I, I mean, it's it, you could probably pick that lock. There are some studies. I don't have them at my fingertips. I can email you them later. But studies have been done by prestigious universities. Take my word for it. Okay. And these studies mention that the only difference between you, me, anybody out there and Mozart and a Picasso and the Bronte sisters, that the only difference, fraction of 1%, one half of 1%. Otherwise, we are identical. We are identical to all those powerful, powerful people. Can you believe it? I often think of myself as a third Bronte sister. Mm -hmm. Or a a, a brother or just sister. I mean... They're known as the hey, sisters. I, I like to think, so if you have a, a, a mix, I'm cool mixed with group, trans people. I'm very cool with trans people. You may have heard otherwise. <laughs> I just think that we should, if you have a group that is of mixed gender, it's okay to use the feminine to just refer to them. So I like, you know, the brothers and you find out actually some of them are sisters. Like, isn't that, sure. is that how it goes? Hey, mm, guys. Guy, uh, guys is becoming... Okay, the uh, third trains. Bronte guy. Hey, guys. Yeah. Hey, Brontes. Sibling. Yeah, okay. All right. Less what, than what? one half of 1%, Mark. And chances are, it's nothing you were born with, but something you refuse of yourself. You you refuse to let that one half of 1% out. I, but I want to let it out. What what can I do? Do, do you want to move into we're the... Only, we're only on question four. Okay. We're only on all question right, four right. of a book, of a workbook. Okay. You see? Do you see the power of this system? Do you see the power of the system already? I mean, I'm, I'm look. so I see. I look at the bottom of the page, and it says to turn the page, insert a quarter. Is that a normal for a workbook? Yeah. These all things right. aren't free. I, I think the, I have a quarter. This knowledge isn't free. This, this is my, I could have a job at a Fortune 500 company. I could be doing all those amazing things with my unlocked potential, but I'm choosing to spread the word. I'm choosing to spread the word. And I will need, I will need your credit card number as we go along. As we, This okay. workbook actually isn't, isn't free either. Yeah, I mean, I, I turn the page and it says to turn the next page. I mean, I haven't read the page yet, but it says to turn the next page. I have to insert an actual silver dollar right into the book. I don't have a silver dollar. I don't think those are very common. Could we? No. Do, could I go to the bank? Could you know I, what else is uncommon? You know what else is uncommon? What? Beethoven. Beethoven. I mean, there's uncommon. probably a lot of Beethovens. It's Dr. Just, Reverend Martin Luther King Jr. Uncommon. Uncommon. Yeah. Yeah, there's only so it one is of your him. search. It is your search for the uncommon that will help you unlock the uncommon inside of you. Do you, do you see? Do you see that? It's a metaphor. It's a metaphor. I don't know how you did in high school English class, but not many people have eyes that are different colors. David Bowie, I think, has like a green eye and a blue eye. So I've read I some research people, about that. I've read some research about that. There is research. If I look for those people, then I can unlock the potential searching for the uncommon. Then maybe I could get a different color eye. Well, you know, that's a very physical thing. I'm thinking more spiritual, more psycho-emotional. Mm. I'm going to throw a new word on you. I'm going to throw a new word on you if you're okay. okay with this. Okay. Craniofascism. It sounds like a bad word. It should be a bad word. Yeah, shouldn't it? that sounds like it, it. Fascism is bad. Fascism, and it and it's in its in its history is certainly not leveraged very well. But it's this idea that the state also controls is in partnership with the means of production. They don't own it. They don't take it over. It's a partnership. But the state is ultimately in control. Mm. The state is your mind. 
the means of production is your body. Now, does your mind have total control over your body? No, I mean, I, no. I piss myself now and again. We all do. We all do. Not even on purpose. I mean, there's sometimes on purpose, but most of the time, not on purpose. Do you ever number two yourself on purpose? I mean, not that I want to talk about. <laughs> yeah. See, we're, we're not, but we what we need is a partnership. And that, you know, Mussolini could not have been Mussolini if it wasn't for all those big business people lining up next to him. It's a, a partnership where everybody wins. And for your body to win, it wants to be healthy. It wants to be satisfied. It wants its needs met. For your brain to be healthy, it needs to be stimulated. It needs exercise. And part of that exercise is doing the work. The work. Capital T, capital W. The work. You'll be exposed to this later in the workbook, that phrasing. You know, I do have a, I have a silver dollar. It's in the junk drawer. I just remembered. So if, if I... I think I can see the next page. Mm -hmm. Yeah, go for it. Let's I mean, I haven't there. I haven't read all the previous. Okay, I'm just going to sk skip ahead. I feel like I'm ready for the third page that I had to mm -hmm. unlock with a silver dollar. This is Islamofascism? Is that why does that say Islamofascism? Is that just a type of We're going to dive into all kinds of different language. It's about the language. We okay. need to establish a language. Oh, I see. Okay. So there's like Greco-Roman fascism. I read a study, again, by a prestigious university, a very notable person wrote a study that said that the reason why the Roman Empire never achieved algebra is because their number system never suggested that they needed algebra. Their very language shut them off from this incredibly powerful, incredibly powerful tool. So they needed it, it, fascists to, to to open up that door. Is that what you said? Yeah. Well, the, the is is you're actually it's Islam fascism. It's not Islam. Oh, Islam. okay. Islam it. You know, and that's slamming is a word we use in the program. You'll hear other people. I mean, use it's it. just it seems You'll a hear little it around in the chat rooms. Misleading. What did you slam today? What what was slammed? What did you, I I slammed at work today. I slammed around the house. You know, I I slam I slammed. I slammed. Okay, I, on know? the next page, I see Hindu it. Hindu it now. Why why do you include the word Hindu? It just seems like needlessly provocative. Well, we want to our fearless leader is not afraid of invoking other faiths and other religions and other ways of life. And it's to kind of give the work that spiritual air that it deserves, that it deserves. So we're going to use the language. We talked about language. We're going to use the language of other established spiritual groups to give credence to the, to the products that we produce. And this is all a product. This, this is technology. This is brain technology. That's a way of thinking about it. All right. I see the next section is get your Jesus freak on. So I, I now I, I understand how to take this, that it's not. Yeah. I guess yeah. I'm a little confused that it is, it is connoting my, uh, my ambivalence about traditional religion to maybe say, I guess all those different faiths were shooting towards this one system that you were presenting of cranio fascism. Is that, is that, am I reading that right? You may wonder, wow, this is so powerful. It must be very expensive. Clearly these myself and my associates have the power to help so many people. It is such powerful life changing technology they must want an arm and a leg for it i mean wouldn't you isn't that what you want if you had the secret of some some secret of the stock market wouldn't you charge millions of dollars for 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 your secrets i mean i'm just looking at the the thickness of this workbook to to get to the second page i had to do the quarter to get to the third page i do the silver dollar i the fourth and the next pages i've that i've gotten to to see these other headings i just had to write an iou well, we're going to need your routing. We're going to need a routing okay. number, a bank routing number, and we're going to run that before we even unlock the page. Just it just—it sure. does seem it's—it's it's sort of exponentially going up. So yes, I thought an arm and a leg 
might eventually be called for. And I'm not sure I'm willing to part with an arm and a leg. Could I just choose one? By the time you get to that decision, you will have unlocked so much brain power, so much potential, that decision will be meaningless. It'll be meaningless. It will be obvious. The choice will be obvious. I could grow a new arm with my mind. Perhaps. If you have total control over your body through cranial fascism, then you can make yourself, your body do anything. You can unlock. Why you grow a leg where your arm was? I mean, I don't want to freak people out. I'd rather just have a replacement arm if you make me pay an arm. That's a equivalence. I don't, I don't need a super buff arm. People do balk at the price. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. But we are saving lives. That's got to be expensive, right? You can't do that on the cheap. For just a cup of coffee, you could save the co the cost of it's not even just the cost of a cup of an actual cup of coffee. You could save a life in Africa. I'm told there are more calories in a cup of coffee than some of those starving children get right in the whole day. Well, cream and sugar. I mean, let's maybe let's be honest. Probably not. So when I order at Starbucks, I say one for me and one for the Holy Ghost, and then I just yeah. put it at an empty seat mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I just kind of wait. Now, legally and as far as business goes, it's actually better for Starbucks to just give away coffee in starving countries than give away the money. Believe it or not. Believe mm. it. It's actually more it's actually more cost effective. It's, it's more cost effective to actually just do business in those countries. Yeah. Uh, at a highly at a highly subsidized rate than it is to actually feed people. But that's just the business case. That's you got to look at the numbers to see that out. It seems counterintuitive. And you don't want to give people things because then they just, they, you know, you give a, somebody a fish, they just have a fish. You have to make them buy a fish and then they really value that fish. You ever They'll yeah. take care of yeah. it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. To know that you put something into it. You got to give to get. You got to give to get. I don't think that, I don't need to read a study from a notable university professor to, to know that you got to give to get. Okay. I've read some studies about giving and getting about, you know, in philosophy, how you got to oh. give and there's getting and, and professors might talk about that. Sometimes they talk about how they give so much of their energy to their students and they just have to write these shitty books to support themselves. That's mostly it's just mostly complaining. Mm -hmm. The philosophical literature on getting and getting so that I'm I'm done with that. I, I got what you got. I got a yeah? cell phone. Which one? Yeah. Oh, oh, OK. Okay. Well, we, we tried to put a $500 hold on your credit card. It's not it's just standard operating procedure, just what they would do at a hotel. You know, it was very, very standard stuff. And it couldn't, they couldn't clear that balance. So we're going to have to stop for, for now. The knowledge will stop. The empowering, life-changing, I really want to help you. I want to, I want to help the world. But... What I have is so valuable and will change so many lives for the better, but credit card. I feel you know. like when I get something in the abstract, when I get just the outline, it inspires me to pursue. I don't, I don't necessarily need the name brand. So I feel like I understand enough of what's been thrown at me that I, I can just work on my own. Well, suit yourself. I don't imagine you growing any extra limbs anytime soon, but um Yeah. You just you just wait. I'm gonna just I'm gonna just chop off a little toe here and start with okay. that just because okay. I don't want to risk. Do, the do whole... you think for a second that if you just went to any random church in your community seeking knowledge and enlightenment, they would just let you in? That they would welcome you, that they would let you look at their holy book, that they would let you sing their songs? Do you think they would just let you in? Mostly. I mean, not everybody, but yeah, pretty much. Isn't that I the just way went they down work? to the local Methodist church and said, what's going on here? Can I have some knowledge? Can I have some personal growth and power? You think they would just say, sure thing. See you Sunday morning. You think that? I, I should try it. I don't know. Again, I kind of, I heard about religions and I sort of like work it on my own. So I put my own set of beliefs together. I just, I, I went to church a little as a kid and it was seemed like it was really long and boring. 
So I don't really go near those places, but I really, I feel spiritual. I'm not religious, but I'm spiritual. I got a lot of, a lot of soul in me. And so I just kind of work on myself according I to my own if pace. You called your credit card company. They'd lift your limit. They'd lift your expenditure no. limit. That's all we really need is just to lift that spending. All right. Okay, well, that's no it. problem just, okay. here. Here. Uh, a little lifter cap. I bet. Let me, uh, um, okay. So I got to just uh, do the 800 number that's, that's on the back of this. And that's, uh, <laughs> Oh, they recognize we, we, they, we can we can pause now, Mark. Oh. I'm not sure if you want to. <laughs> Nancy, <laughs> you, you know me. I love calling the 800 number on the back of a credit card. I think that's hilarious. Uh, and the fact that you're going there, honestly, <laughs> I'm a proud father. I'm a proud father. Knowing that <laughs> I was going to make it interesting enough. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, let's dive in and find out. And now I feel now I feel no, dumb no, for no. stopping. Where we, I feel dumb for stopping. That, that's plenty. <laughs> I don't know what kind of idiot this person. <laughs> well, I got to kind of turn the tables and inject all kinds of things into the scene that I felt were pertinent towards this. Sure, towards this theorem I'm working on. Well, yes. To, let's make make less silly and more explicit <laughs> some of the points that you were trying to make. I really do bet if you were to go just pick a random church in your town, mainstream Christian church or or a temple or or probably more reform temple than than uh uh but mm. I bet if you were just asking they'd be more than happy to answer your questions, probably even give you a Bible if you asked. I bet they would. Sure. And they wouldn't ask for any money in return. You, you ever know? done a Bible crawl? Where you go to all the churches in town and just see how many Bibles you can get? <laughs> see how many you get? I mean <laughs> If there's any college students out there looking for a project, I think <laughs> comparative religion, it's like, what religion? <laughs> and then you publicly burn them all at the end of the yeah, night. Yeah. And then they yeah. don't give you more <laughs> Bibles. Yeah. <laughs> How dare you be so generous? Yeah. <laughs> now, there was a, a podcast I was listening to about someone who had gotten caught up in some self-help guru kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And it just, it, you couldn't help but feel the adjacency to religion sure you know and in fact some do get quite david koresh you know some do some cults are religious cults and some cults are secular cults you know so you, i couldn't help but feel like man what knowledge are they imparting onto people that's beyond a therapist beyond you know uh, <laughs> any of the more traditional free and or covered by insurance routes of enlightenment, the library, uh, you know, and, and just, it's like, there's a lot of stuff out there for free, but you got to kind of do the work, you know, uh, as opposed to some turnkey solution. That I think people are now suddenly willing to pay an arm and a leg for Well, I was just in the news today has been the, the famous, apparently one of the biggest mega churches, Joel Osteen, yeah, because he just there was an attack in one of his churches. And I just in one of the descriptions, I didn't know anything about this guy. You know, I, I sort of know what he looks like. Uh, you but, see his face. Yeah. Yes. Yes. But I but apparently he's sometimes criticized because he doesn't talk about doctrine and he doesn't talk about sin. And so that actually makes me feel like, oh, well, you know, those are the things that I hate about about most <laughs> preachers so maybe this is good but now googling him i see he's one of the more prominent figures associated with prosperity theology so yeah. it might be exactly what you were talking about of yeah if you have faith you can uh it's not exactly what you're talking about but <laughs> within the realm of of magic it came up yes it definitely came up you use your faith and, to to rake in the cash and there have to be people there are so many self-help books these days you know and like it's it's and and some are i think more honest than others and but there just has to be if you really believe in your message wouldn't it be free or, or it, wouldn't you sell it inexpensively wouldn't you offer it up for free if you thought your message was so powerful if you thought your blood could save lives wouldn't you give it away for free or you know at cost or or enough to live a humble life you know to to know that you helped all these people so maybe deep down inside they know it's garbage or they don't care or the green in front of their eyes makes all <laughs> yes the glittering prizes and endless compromises shatter the illusion of integrity Whoa. to quote <laughs> you'll get that 
and many of our listeners as well. <laughs> Let's be frank. We know who's listening to two guys. So, talk I'm about. so close to, to singing the <laughs> invisible airwaves crackle with light. There we go. Yes. <laughs> uh, yes. Cause we're old. That's yes. I think that's what that comes down old to. Old enough. Old Sorry. enough. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, maybe there's a, <laughs> Yeah, uh, and I, I'm glad that your little rush reference just distracted me from whatever point I was going to make. <laughs> in a serious response yeah. to what you've been saying. So now I just yeah. have have those yeah. things. If, going if to you my head. if people really believed in their message, wouldn't they? Oh yes. Give oh, up so I have an anecdote which I don't think I've ever told this okay. on a podcast before. That okay. uh, I, I went to the Scientology church at one point during college. Okay, there was a, there was in Ann Arbor where I went to school. Mm-hmm. They had a Church of Scientology, right on the sure. on the main square in downtown, which has since closed. Yay! Mm-hmm. Uh, but I had read Dianetics on my own okay. in high school, and it seemed a little silly. But I was like, you know, I don't, I don't know. Maybe this is a thing. And I asked them, "Why are you thought of as such a like a?" a this was before you know all the stuff came out and whatever. Sure. Uh, the recent. This is in the in the late maybe 1989 or when, when I started, sure. but you know, apparently what, why does everybody consider you guys total crooks and why do you, you know, charge all this money? And yeah. And they were like, well, ex- exactly the question you asked, if this is so vital for a man's continued existence, why aren't you just giving it away? And they were like, well, it's just the, the practicalities of if you're, if there's somebody going to meet with you to be your auditor you got to think about their schedule. So, you know, it's possible to do this for free on an informal basis, but really, you know, you got to be here at a certain time. So, so of course you got to pay people for their labor, you know, sure. it just all. So I left and never came back, <laughs> but they did send me uh literature for, for oh, I yes. think years, I yeah. as long as they could get a hold of me. Like, are yeah. you sure you're, comfortable with yourself are you you know they they tried to play on my insecurities yeah there's a was a scientology center here in chicago and it was in a a building not right downtown but in the urban sprawl before you get into the houses with the yards so it was still in the you know, built up chicago area and it was on one of these intersections where there's three roads an east west a north south and then a, a, a slanty an angled road. So it makes like the flat iron building in New York city. It makes a very pointy intersection. And one of the buildings is like a triangle. And in the, in the the ground floor of that triangle building was the diagnetics office. And if you walk by the front Mm. on the main street of the triangle, it's all glittery and shiny and white. And they got the signs and the posters and it looks like a thriving business. So this is now, or is this, well, this was like 98. Okay. All right. <laughs> like a, I'm not sure if it's still there. I, I don't know. But if you walked on the side street on the other side and kind of saw like the non front facing, the non client facing, like the back room, the break room window, and like you could look into and like mm-hmm. see the, the back is just a mess. Just piles of boxes and papers everywhere. And it's like, this is the last thing I would, ex- I would think the diagnetics office would just be this pristine, <laughs> you know, it's like, it is as messy as you or I. I guess they're not clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The office manager is not a not a client. We just we we have a <laughs> <laughs> because once you've you know cleared out, it's just like that movie Limitless where you take the drug and it just clears yeah. out all your blockages. That's all that's keeping you from being a genius. It's all that's mm-hmm. keeping you from just achieving the most impressive feats. Is just just it's, you're holding yourself back. And it's your fault if you don't do it. So if you screw up, you're a loser. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Loser. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that's a whole other side of cults and the whole other side of that whole kind of brainwashing kind of thing. You know, that was the whole, when I said you couldn't go to the bathroom mm. in, in our little scene. Mm. I had a friend, well, an acquaintance, who had done some of those self-help. It wasn't Est, but it was something in in the Est universe where you go to these seminars and part of the thing is they don't let you use the bathroom. It's, there are like allotted breaks and they very, they control your life down to the minute when you can eat, when you can pee, when you can talk. When And it's like, I'm sure a lot of people feel like it's just so much more efficient this way, but it's actually a regarded form of brainwashing. Well, the joke was on your character because my character was using the bathroom the, the whole scene. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's like, yeah, just jokes a, on you. It's just a steady drip. 
I've been pissing this whole time. <laughs> it's like, it's uh, like you win. Why did you I, I guess have you our won. meeting? Why did you want to have our meeting in the pool? Uh, okay, <laughs> I just wanted to be able to just feel a little more congratulations free, free with myself. <laughs> uh, well played. I you, only do interviews in the pool. You won this round. <laughs> Those are some of my fav- favorite. Just like I completely debase myself to win. You know, and it's mm. like, yeah. I ate till I puked. That means I won. It's like, uh, <laughs> sure, sure, pal. <laughs> Enjoy the trophy. <laughs> well, there's got to be. I was thinking about Cool Hand Luke with the egg eating oh, contest. Yeah, the eggs, yeah. And I don't remember the entire contest context of that in the film, but wasn't it like, I'm such a badass. I can eat so many eggs. Like, was, yeah, was that like, kind of the. It was like two dozen hard boiled eggs or the three dozen hard boiled eggs. And someone bet him, of course, that, that he could or couldn't do it. And he got George Kennedy with his shirt off, cheering him on. Someone later told me that that movie is regarded in certain communities as highly homoerotic. And it's like, yeah, I, <laughs> sweaty men on the road crew with their various levels of d- disrobement, sleeping together in the bunkhouse and just having a just the just the fellas, just the guys having a good time. Yeah, now I'm trying to think about the overlap between sort of sports competition movies and homoeroticism. And I'm, I'm not certainly there, like any sporting yeah. event, there's opportunities to ogle the, the fine physiqued individuals doing there whatever are, it is yeah. they're doing. Fellas in the shower. Or just the beauty of the athlete as they hit the, of, of whatever gender, as they hit the ball over the net, as they hit the ball in the net, as they just something that is jump involves yeah. their arms being up in the air. Volleyball, volleyball scene in Top Gun. The, yeah, there was a, Al Franken had a joke about the following congressmen have showered with black men. And he lists these Republican senators and members of Congress. They've all showered with black men. And it's like, oh, wait a minute. They were athletes. <laughs> yeah, they played football in college or <laughs> they were a pro basketball player. It's like, oh, yeah, I guess they didn't. <laughs> but to return to the eating as a sport, I think deserves that could be a whole philosophy topic of what, yeah. you know, is there a movie like uh, Sylvester Stallone and Over the Top about arm wrestling about competitive hot dog eating, for instance? I bet there's some in the works. I bet there's probably 10 scripts in various stages of production floating around Hollywood that involve competitive eating. My limited knowledge of how Hollywood works uh, is that there are options out on 10 to 20 competitive eating movies right now. I'm looking up on imdb.com if it ever comes up for me. Uh, is is there a movie called, for instance, Iron Gut? Is that a, is that a movie? Sometimes they are good about what's in production or what's in development hell, as they say. There are some episodes... Iron Guts is an episode of Psychopaths. I don't know what that is. Okay. It is something translated from Japanese, I think. Mm-hmm. There is something, The Gridiron Gang, featuring Dwayne The Rock Johnson from 2006. That is apparently a film. I think that might have been about competitive eating. I'm, I'm just going to yeah. make a leap here because I've never actually heard <laughs> of that. And The Gridiron is often known, you know, uh, for as a grill. A, for, for exactly. Grill. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what else could it be referring to? Mm-hmm. And in fact, if it's anything else, I bet they stole it from the barbecue grill, meaning. Right. Hey, that football field looks like a barbecue grill with all the lines painted on it. And, you know, I mean, you, you think that what matters is who wins the official game, but mm. it's the eating contest afterward where all the real gambling goes on, where the, the real formal. Yes. You know, the oh, status yes. There's, you know, kind of nominal status for being like, a, oh, you get the most, most touchdowns, whatever, the Heisman Trophy. But that, then you can really tell the state of a person when they get home and they have an eating mm-hmm. contest with their family. They all want that John Madden turkey leg at the end of the game that goes to the MVP. Do you hear about the things that have come out about John Madden and his in-home eating contest that he would make his children and his wife daily pretty much every meal it wasn't just eat a meal it was an active eating contest speed volume um it is i think there is a film that is being made about that not to besmirch the late mr madden i bet he did a-okay eating contests 
I think he was winning one called Life. I think. <laughs> what is the perfect name for the John Madden biopic eating contest uh, abuse film? It's got to be something on a bus or something on wheels. Daddy Gut Dearest. I, that might be a little. <laughs> I don't think his estate is going to sign off on that one. Right? All right. So what do you think, Mark? Did you, did you like my question? Was it was it decent? Was it summarize the question? Uh, evocative. <laughs> it had to do with with something about the value. Well, of the idea that the, the inverse. The, yeah. If we think we could help more people, then we'll do it for free. But if we think it wouldn't help a lot of people, then it was suddenly we want more money for it. It suddenly is more. It's more expensive to do less. Sure. Like when companies. That, I think that's kind of when companies ask me for feedback or something. Unless unless it's actually going to make them make something better for me in the future, unless I feel like there's a feedback loop, I'm not going to do the pay me. If you want to do market research, pay me something. Yeah. <laughs> Don't, you know, make give me a coupon or whatever if I fill out your survey. Don't just ask me to fill out your survey. I agree a thousand percent. But again, if it was, yeah, I, I think it's interesting. And then the other ways in which how we value things versus what we, what kind of money we expect from them is that whole thing that got into the self-help world where it's like, if you really believed in your product, wouldn't you not charge so much? <laughs> you, I don't know. You Dear know. Tyson, yeah. I've enjoyed your chicken wings for many years, but if you believed in your product, you would make them cheaper so I could buy more of them and have many more Tyson chicken wings in my gut. I try to have eating contests with your wings on a, a daily basis in my family but our pocketbooks pr prohibit us from e eating as many wings as we could fit in our bellies. Uh, when you factor in not only taste, but also health, I think the utility of Tyson fried chicken products is priced pretty accurately. <laughs> I think the market has set that right where it needs to be. <laughs> when I buy my, when I get the, the Tyson wings, I get them with the bones in them and I use it. It's like I, I use every part of the chicken wing. I'm just like one of those, those, those Islamo fascists. I think that's what they call them. There we go. Right. Okay. Good save. Good save. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, Bill. I sure learned a lot from you today. And I learned a lot from you, Mark. This was fun. And, and see. Hope you enjoyed the show. Get more at philosophyimprov.com. If you want to support the show and not have to hear any more commercials and get our post-game segments, you can see options to do that at philosophyimprov.com slash support. Thanks. Bankrupt. 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 Bankrupt.